everyone, and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about Season 2, Episode 12 of BoJack Horseman, Out to Sea. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing so well. I really loved that you referred to this enterprise as the giggle ship on Twitter. <laughs> really tickles I- me. I really do think we giggle more than like the average podcaster. I would agree. Yes, the scene, I, like, it was so appropriate. The giggle ship, and that's like <laughs> that's like the negative feedback that I get from people on Twitter is like, mm, "Stop giggling so much! I hate to hear it." People and say I'm that like, to you. Oh, it's happened many times, especially on Big Brother podcasts. But I'm like, listen, tell me you hate like women without telling exactly you women like shut up if any other anyone else is laughing nobody would give a single care but no yeah you know what's truly shocking is like these are probably the same people who are like you should smile more it makes you look better and it's like let me demonstrate some actual happiness and they're like well that's annoying so get out of here well but you know Lindsay, it really would just be nice if you smiled more uh, i i have been meaning to talk to you about your sullen expression <laughs> Make it if you could smile more, but don't be annoying about it. Yeah, I want you to smile the exact amount that makes me feel good and happy. But anything beyond that is actually creepy and unacceptable and you need to do better. I'm sorry. That's that's fair feedback. I'm not going to tell you what those limits are. You have to figure them out for yourself, even though I know and I could tell you. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, you know it's what? Like it's taxes. fair. It's fair. <laughs> or they're like, we know how much you owe, but we just want to know if you know how much you owe. Yeah. Like, but can you tell me? Like, no, no. <laughs> do you have the information? Like, of course we do. It's like other countries would just send you a bill or a refund. Canada and America are like, listen, we know how much you made and how much you owe us. However, we would like you to tell us if you know. <laughs> and if you're wrong, you could go to jail. <laughs> it's really just like a, a test more than anything else. It's like, oh, you're done with school? You thought wrong. You thought wrong. But we didn't teach you this in school also. <laughs> yeah, also, we will never teach you how. <laughs> okay, I guess we should talk about this Fair. show. The Bo- Bojack Horseman. Yes, let's do it. So we get basically a quick rundown of like... Diane's life in the time that she spent at Bojack's house alone. A lot of TV. <laughs> it's a lot of TV. It's a lot of pizza, a lot of TV. And honestly, how did this show predict how I would live during COVID? <laughs> yeah, this is very relatable stuff. Like, sh- shut up, Bojack. How dare you know me without knowing me? <laughs> They're reading you very much. Like, it's not okay the way that they do this, but whatever. So it kind of contrasts, like, Mr. Peanut Butter's life and Diane's life. And so Hollywood stars and celebrities, do they know things? What do they know? Let's find out. Has clearly been very successful. Diana's watching every night just knows all the answers it's really cute because of course there's all the answers that are like very specific to mr peanut butter and she's like yeah this one mm, yeah it was my favorite barry like the correct answer was barry bostwick and lance bass who <laughs> is a fish d- did not know the answer it's like how am i supposed to know that like, i also <laughs> would have accepted boysenberry is that the other one it was some Mm. kind of berry cereal i think but i also did not write it down yeah me either the information does not exist (laughs) the creator of bojack horseman Raphael bob did like a thread yesterday of like 
tell me if there's like a BoJack joke that you like never understood and I'll explain it or like people in the comments will explain it like it's like a take a joke leave a joke kind of situation (laughs) and somebody said how come the fish can walk around on land and breathe water but all the other animals need like oxygen if they're underwater Mm -hmm. and RB Dub said (laughs) that's how I call him RB Dub (laughs) he said I guess it's because all of the animals are part human yes i know this has given me an existential crisis because what does that mean about the chickens yeah yeah total game changer like yeah and i think like it ties back to what we where we were having that conversation about like does this mean just the chickens are cannibals or is everyone a cannibal and i think maybe we can now everyone everyone is a a cannibal cannibal. (laughs) like that's dark this show is dark on so many levels but anyway i wanted to bring that up because i started spiraling this morning i replied saying what does that mean about the chicken (laughs) No response as of yet, but hope hope springs eternal that we'll find out. Um, yes, we'll keep I'm you unwell. Posted. I am deeply unwell at the concept <laughs> that all of the animals are part human. <laughs> yeah, very troubling, but also <laughs> makes sense, I guess. That's a good explanation as to what the deal is with the water thing. Which like, and it also does make sense with like the ages of them, with like Princess Carolyn being in her forties. Like mm-hmm. obviously, a cat doesn't live to their forties. Yes, true. But then it's like, where does the peopleness come from? So like, if you had okay, so if say there's a couple and both of them are cats, could they have a child that's just straight human? True, or just like a pet cat. <laughs> Genetics of this. Yeah. Oh no. Are baffling to me. I'm. I just, I, I want to know more. This, it's very important to me. It's a serious can of worms situation. <laughs> we, like, the can of worms is open and I am, <laughs> like, spiraling. <laughs> yeah. I do like in all of this sequence about Diane just sitting there. I love her little tape recorder where she's, like, recording her ideas. It's, no, it's, gr- it's a good concept because it annoyed me so much, you know? <laughs> and so that's how you know it's doing what it intended. Yes, definitely. Idea for I, a new Pixar movie. What are pizza boxes thinking about? <laughs> I could absolutely see Pixar making that movie. Yep. Honestly, why have they not already? Yeah, it's, maybe it's coming. It's come. That's the next Pixar movie. That's next. What are our fast food containers thinking? <laughs> but while this is going on, Mr. Peanut Butter's at a party and he sees Erica. Yeah. <laughs> Where did that tooth come from? And I'm like, Erica has a troubling history. Very troubling. We need like the Diane Wynn biography of Erica. Absolutely, we do. I, we need it written in like an oral history type. Yes, definitely. I agree. That's what I want. I want the oral history of Erica. Yeah, I would read that. Oh, I totally would. <laughs> but I mean, I'll read anything. So and so then, but then it's like Mr. Peanut Butter's life is great. But like at the at the end of the show, he's like, "Hey, to my wife Diane, like if you're out there, I know you're doing great work, and I love you." But then he goes home at the end of the night, and he's sad, sitting on the roof, missing her. Yeah, I like that he's sitting in Diane's spot. Like presumably, he knows that's where she goes as well. So little connection with her there. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And that's when Diane is on the like balcony slash patio at Bojack's house. And she's like, idea, like something that erases large swaths of time. Yeah, idea like, for months. a new app. An undo button that can do it long amounts of time. Would you want an undo button? Eh, no, probably not. I think the people who would need an undo button the most would never use it. Yeah. Yeah. They and would I feel like. Be like I stand by what I've done. Yeah. (laughs) And then I feel like we would just use it on like stupid stuff. And then like, you know, these things start spiraling out of control and you make things worse. Have you seen the movie Click? I was just about to say, I feel like they explored this in great detail in the film Click. 
See, because the thing is, is I have not seen that film, Neither but I already I. know enough. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that's what it's about. <laughs> I'm broken. <laughs> oh, neither have I. <laughs> but we know enough to criticize. <laughs> we, uh, we're not criticizing. To criticize the idea. I we're criticizing the, the app about yes. rewinding time. Mm-hmm. I assume some hijinks ensued and lessons were learned. Apparently, it's like a real sad movie. Oh. That's like the one thing I know about Click is that everyone went in thinking that it was going to be like classic Adam Sandler, like dumb comedy, and then it like gets real. Oh, God. Yeah, so. Oh. buyer beware and so now bojack is back and he gets drunk mm-hmm. very drunk and wakes up he's like hanging off of his boat <laughs> yeah. which is in his pool now <laughs> and i just don't understand how the boat got to be in the pool yeah the mechanics of this are very very confusing i don't understand how this would have happened because like it's a big boat he yeah. would have needed like machinery to do it. I don't understand how he did it, but it's a funny visual. Very funny. And Princess Carolyn says, "Wake up, Captain Dumb Shit." <laughs> he says, "If the studio wants to sue me, tell him to sue me. I belong to the sea now. <laughs> Take my house. I belong to the sea." It's so great, so 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 great. Mm-hmm. And Princess Carolyn's like, "What? No, the studio finished the movie without you. Get dressed. We're going to the orphanage. Yeah, explain Jackson. yourself, Landwich." <laughs> land wedge. <laughs> that really made me laugh. We are two land wenches. Yes. <laughs> and so what remember at Herb's funeral when Bojack told Princess Carolyn that he wanted his residuals of horsing around to go to some orphanage because mm-hmm. it was blood money? Yeah. She did that and he forgot about it. And it was a lot of money, enough to build a whole new orphanage. Yeah. His very own. His very own, the Bojack Horseman Orphanage. Yeah. And so they go there to see the kids. Because he's a hero now. He says, I am not a great man, and this is a stupid name. And yeah. the orphan who named it starts crying. Yes. That was like Molly's idea, yeah. <laughs> or as we call it, the Bojack Horsemanage. I mean, I would say that. I think, it's, <laughs> I, I, I think, is it a stupid name? Yes. But is it also a great name? Yes. Two yeah. things can be true. Two things can be true. And in this case, they are. I, I love, my favorite thing about this whole scene is Princess Carolyn saying, stop pissing off the orphans. <laughs> Lots grow up to be murderers. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Yeah. Which a lot of the criminals on Criminal Minds have weird parent backstories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like a recurring one that happens where you'll find out like this person who is like murdering women like that they their mother was either a sex worker or in an abusive relationship and the kid used to like have to hide in the closet while the mom was like either a getting beaten up by their husband or b having sex with clients Mm -hmm. and it turns the child into a murderer yeah (laughs) which has its own problems (laughs) it's happened multiple times Yeah. You probably notice it more when you're binging Criminal Minds. One of the times the child actually killed their mother. Oh. And the client. Oh. As a child. Yeah. Pretty messed up. But yeah, you notice a lot of patterns in your binge watching Criminal Minds, such as the fact that almost always the unsub at the end dies. Like they get shot by the police. Oh. And I think that it's done because otherwise this BAU team would be in trial all the freaking time and they wouldn't be able to be out solving cases. True. Always tied up in court. 
Right? But yeah, so basically Bojack is like, listen, I'm not a good person and this orphanage is the only good thing I've ever done and I did it by accident. He starts talking about how hard life is and he's like, I don't have to tell you, your parents are dead. (laughs) And this one little boy goes, my parents are dead? (laughs) Not necessarily. Maybe they just didn't want you. Yikes. Big yikes. Yeah. I feel like it's a good like end to I'm not a good person. Well, I mean, you would think that the orphans would know their parents are dead. Yeah. It's a bit callous. Like what? They think, oh, I just don't have parents? Yeah. But it is callous. It's callous for him to say it like that. Bojack's like, I don't know how people like get up and do it every day. Like, I don't know how like, people live life. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, this is existential, bud. This is yeah. too much. <laughs> Real downer for the, for the environment he's in. Yeah, he said, I'm going to an orphanage, so I'm going to bring down the mood as much as possible. Yeah, I'm going to somehow make this super depressing. Yeah. We also get the start of Todd's plot in this episode, and he is in the booth with Copernicus. Yeah, big deal. And Copernicus, if we know one thing about him, it's that he is always making butt jokes. Because he's a level nine, in which case you don't come up with butt jokes. You live truthfully in the moment and the butt jokes come to you. So uncomfortable. But Todd is obsessed with these butt jokes and they're not good. No, they're terrible. They're like the worst jokes ever. But Copernicus shan't be returning. I shall not. (laughs) I shall not. (laughs) And so... Yeah, he's off to the giggle ship. He's off to the giggle ship. So I guess we could talk about Copernicus, who IMDb has informed me, voiced by Liv Schreiber. Yeah. Yeah, who is married to Naomi Watts, who I believe was also at the end of season one. Whoa. It's all a big tapestry. (laughs) It all fits together. Yeah, it's beautiful. I don't know this man. I don't either. I thought I did until I saw his face and I was like, oh, that guy. And then I was like, oh, isn't that not... None of this means anything to me. Like, I I hope I don't sound ridiculous, but I don't know who this man is. <laughs> I, I could see him on the street and I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely thought that he was in stuff that I knew. And his oh, IMDb wait, he was, was... In, he was in Spotlight. I saw Spotlight. I didn't see that. Spotlight's, I heard good things about Spotlight. Spotlight's though. good. Yeah. That's that movie about the newspaper. It's about the newspaper exposing the yeah, Catholic, the Catholic Church or something for yeah. doing the diddling that they yeah. do. Right. So, yeah, no, I heard it was really good. I heard about it after I watched, uh, what was that other one? The Post. I watched that and someone was like, now you must watch Spotlight. Spotlight's really good. You should absolutely watch Spotlight. It's- okay, so I do know Liev Schreiber because I've seen him in Spotlight. Embarrassing. <laughs> a nightmare but yeah okay i think we're just uncultured so we, we don't know this man yeah that's fine it's okay but <laughs> he wants todd to come on the giggle ship with him and be his number two but not that number two <laughs> terrible i love the way like copernicus's voice is so funny yeah he's great his delivery is amazing like it's the same vibes as when like the older sister from Horse and Around like lived in London and, and brought on like a fake accent. It's like that true. energy. Yeah, it's very true. Like such an affected way of speaking. He thought me wise. <laughs> That's one of my favorite recurring lines. It's me too. Because the thing is, is it's such a throwaway in the show. Uh-huh. And like I really don't think it ever circles back to that. Yeah. But I think it's hilarious and it's a recurring podcast bit. Yes. <laughs> you thought to me wise. You thought me wise. I told, I told him I'm not even an attorney. <laughs> so now we find out how the Secretariat movie got finished. And it's mm-hmm. remember when those nerds 
like took the scan of Bojack's face and body in case he died before it was over. Well, those nerds used that to to finish the scenes of the movie. And then computer Bojack was so much better than real Bojack that they did the whole movie over with computer Bojack. (laughs) Yeah, so he's really not in it. (laughs) But computer you is giving the performance of your career. I love the scene they show is Secretariat literally saving a cat from a tree, but it's like a human cat. <laughs> yeah. Like, Please, ma'am. Look at him saving that cat. Now there's a protagonist we can root for. I mean, I can root for that. Yeah, I'd kind of forgotten about the... Like, I feel like the last time I watched this, I had probably forgotten about the scan of his head being taken, but this time I was like much more tuned into it when we watched with... I think that was the episode we watched with Chappelle, possibly. But so uh, obviously that was like a little seed that you wouldn't necessarily remember on a first watch, but Mm -hmm. we're the professionals here. So we remember, (laughs) we remember Pepperidge Farms remembers. Pepperidge Farms remembers. Uh, (laughs) Oh God. I love Lenny Turtletop in this whole exchange where he's just like going on about Daniel Day-Lewis. Like you're going to make him look like shit. You're going to make him die or something. Yeah. It's basically like everyone's going to go to Daniel Day-Lewis's house and they're going to murder Daniel (laughs) Day-Lewis. They're going to hate him so much. Yeah, he's like, well, it's not my performance. I'll explain that to the Widow Day Lewis. So funny. But there's a screening this weekend, and they are going to go rub some elbows, have a good time. We haven't gotten there yet, but I guess I'll just say it now, in that I was trying to remember if when they fixed everything in post, if they kind of went back to like the not-so-wholesome saccharine version of Secretariat, but then when they see the screening, like they did just stick with the like crappy, non-Kelsey version of this, but it's still really good, apparently. That would have been the biggest slap in the face for Bojack. Yeah. That they actually did make the movie he wanted to make and he's not even actually in it. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't remember because I just knew that it was like very well received. And at the end of this, we're going to hear that everybody loves it. And I was like, oh, so like, did they just stick with the crappy version and people still liked it? And apparently, yes. That is the case. The other plot line of this episode is Princess Carolyn and Mr. Rabidowitz. So they have their new office space. It is absolutely stunning. Princess Carolyn can already imagine that someone is going to run the social media of all of their clients because having someone run the social media helps the celebrities look more grounded. Should we just run through the Princess Carolyn stuff? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think that's the one that we should get through because it's like the least. Like all the other storylines kind of come together. Yeah. I guess this one and then the Diana and peanut butter we could just run through. Yeah. Okay, so Mr. Rabitowitz is not getting a divorce. His wife said, no, we can make it work. So they went to counseling, remembered why they fell in love, and now they are not getting divorced. But he's still like, oh, yeah, like, we can totally just keep this going. It's totally fine. Yeah, he's like, I love you. They've been sleeping together for three months. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm definitely going to divorce my wife. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And here in my notes, I have written, Rutabaga is the worst. Yeah, he's not a good guy. No, bad He's man. been schmoozy from the start. Yeah. He stole her client all that time ago. Like, that was bad. And I feel like that should have been a red flag. Well, we had red flag. A- anyone who's that charming at work mm. is a problem. Definitely. So Princess Carolyn is obviously, like, very distraught about this. She finds Diane and she's like, get your shit together. I want you to write celebrity tweets. It is like writing a book, but it's shorter and more people read them. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> more people read them. And Diane's like, well, why are you helping me? Princess Carolyn's just like, well, because my life is a mess, so I have to take care of other people because I don't know how to help myself. And she's like, oh, I thought you were going to say because you believe in me. She's like, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) And so Diane is going to have a job now, which is great. Rabinowitz and Princess Carolyn are finally free. They're going to give their notice in their new place. 
Robert is like, kiss me once, then kiss me two times. And Princess Carolyn is like, mm, I don't really want to do that anymore. Yeah, they really like burn the bridge at Vigor where <laughs> they are about to leave and say that they're going. And then it's like, oh, Mr. Witherspoon has had a stroke and your boy Jeffrey is just like weeping inconsolably. Oh, my poor guy. The guy I always think is a gecko, even though he's clearly a tree frog. <laughs> the other thing, too, though, in that elevator, so Rabinowitz, Rudabega Rabinowitz, is trash. He is pure trash. And uh-huh. he basically goes on, like, a rant at Princess Carolyn of, like, oh, well, you're a single woman in your 40s. Can you afford to be so picky? Like, yeah. do you really think that if you wait, you're going to, like, find a single man who's going to love you? Like, this is what you're going to get. And if you want anything else, you're going to be alone for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, like, F this guy. This is so manipulative and shitty, and I just hate this a lot and very much enjoy that Princess Carolyn's just like, yeah, okay, I'm fine with being alone. If the alternative is being with you, you suck. Goodbye. Absolutely. And so they, while they've just found out that Mr. Witherspoon has had a stroke, and my boy's crying, mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff is sticking to his hands, of course, while he cries. <laughs> very uh, sticky. My hand, I'm very sticky. <laughs> And thank you for bringing that back. <laughs> Rabinowitz is like, you guys can suck, like, he, like, suck it. Like, he basically tells him to suck his dick. Yeah, he says, like, speaking of stroke, you can stroke my Harry. Like, well, and we then, burned that. Yeah, bridge burnt. Yeah. And Princess Carolyn's like, well, actually, this company is all in my name. So mm-hmm. I think you can find somewhere else to work. I think I can really do it alone. Yeah. And he just like, she leaves Rutabaga just standing there like, wait, what? And in my notes, I have written, oh, baby. Well, no, because so Rutabaga goes, but Carolyn, Carolyn. And she goes, my name is Princess Carolyn and walks away like a friggin boss. No look back. Just walks out of there. Walks away like like a cool guy walking away from an explosion. Exactly what I was going to say. Yes. 100%. Of course it's exactly. Do you ever get sick of talking to someone who just has the exact same opinions as you? <laughs> never. <laughs> Truly never. And so that's kind of where it ends for Princess Carolyn for the most part of this episode. Except for at the very end, which ties in with Bojack, so we'll wait. But Diane meets with Sextina Aquafina because she's going to be writing her tweets. <laughs> yes, we love Sextina Aquafina. You have to capture the essence of her personal brand. Yes, all caps, no punctuation, lots of shit about the Illuminati. Honestly, iconic. I would say <laughs> my tweeting style is like somewhat similar, except I use no caps. Oh, All lowercase, baby. Like the Gen Zs do it. <laughs> and so uh, 16 Aquafina leaves and Diane looks up and sees that Mr. Peanut Butter is picking up takeout from the same restaurant where she met with her. And he sees her and instantly calls her cell phone. Yes. <laughs> this is the ringtone that I had for a very long no, time. No, <laughs> you didn't. No. And I loved it so much. I stand by it. Uh, Probably... Probably two years ago, I got rid of it, but I had it for a long time. <laughs> in 2019, you got rid of the cereal mm-hmm. ringtone. Yep. I thought after, it was so hilarious. After cereal season two, you got rid of the cereal ringtone. Well, first of all, I came to cereal very late, but it was after I saw it on BoJack, and I was like, I must have this. I'm embarrassed for you. No, I stand by it. I'm committed. I mean, I'm happy for you, but like, <laughs> good Lord. I was like, this is so cringy. I was like, this is the worst one we've heard yet. <laughs> We have discussed famously my love for NPR and how I just like roast myself every week by admitting that. Wait, say NPR again? NPR. I love how you say R. It's hilarious to me that you haven't commented on this before. Anytime I say the word car. Yeah, I've never commented on it once. I just love, I love how it's, that's just where your East Coast comes out. 
Yeah, no, literally, when I was in university, I <laughs> made some comment. Yeah, we've uh, certainly talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, probably, probably, <laughs> where I said car, and then my roommate was like, you don't have an accent until I said that word, and yeah. then she was like, oh, yeah, you do. And then all of a sudden, you say car, and you're like, I buy. I, I, let's take the car to the bar. <laughs> How's she going there, bud? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just out for a rip. <laughs> yep. <laughs> My brother deploys that unironically. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. He's a boy from New Brunswick. Yeah. What yep, else yep. is there to say? <laughs> or do, except go out for a rip. Yeah, out for a rip. <laughs> oh, God. So I had to just like completely go in the opposite direction and exclusively listen to NPR and be obsessed with Sarah Koenig. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you're a woman from New Brunswick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are two genders. Just kidding. Gender's a social construct. Had to get that on the record. Had, just for the record, I don't actually believe that there are only two genders. <laughs> You're not a gender essentialist podcast. You're a post-gender podcast. <laughs> okay, so Diane and, Pri- and Mr. Peanut Butter. I was about to call him Princess Peanut Butter. <laughs> Princess Peanut Butter? That's pretty good. That's if he has a sister, you know? Yeah, so Diane and, and Diane Ms- have a child. Oh, no. So Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter are on the phone, and it's, like, very awkward. They're, like, looking at each other. He's like, how's Cordovia? And she's like, it's hard. Yeah. He's like, oh, actually, I think you should probably come home because I need your help finding the batteries. Yeah, he's like, the ba- remote, the batteries died. Do you know where the batteries are? And he, she goes, did you check the junk drawer? And he's like, yeah, there's none. I think I'm going to have to take the batteries out of the smoke detector. And he's like, she's like, no, don't do that. And he's like, I think maybe you should come home so you can help me mm-hmm. find the batteries. Yeah. It's- I actually think this is really nice. It's, like, cute, but also made me so uncomfortable. But she's like, yeah, I just checked online, and uh, if I leave right now, I can get home tonight. Mm-hmm. I think the thing I liked about it is that she's, like, sitting there when she's talking about Jack, and she's like, I wish I could just go home, and, like, he wouldn't ask me any questions, and, I, and we could just, like, be normal. And then I think this is kind of, like, a way of her getting to do that. Yeah, but uh, here's the thing. Of course, she wants to just go home and he doesn't ask any questions and it's just normal. But that's not what happens. Like, there's gonna be questions. Yeah. Like, maybe if even if he doesn't ask them now, eventually it's gonna come up of like, well, what the hell? How long were you back for? Like, did you ever even go to Cordovia? Yeah, true. That conversation certainly needs to happen. So, so yeah. So I think it's like nice in the moment, and but hopefully it leads to some more meaningful conversations. I, I mean, it has to. It has to. Okay, so now back to Bojack and Todd's yeah, all the story way because those two, they do connect more. They are a little bit separate, but I don't care. Yeah. Okay, so Bojack is cleaning up his house because Diane has truly trashed the place in her like three months staying there. Yeah, what is her problem? Like, that's so, what a horrible house guest so bad like she didn't do anything even when she went with princess carolyn she wasn't like oh let me clean up a little bit first like i get that she was depressed i get it she's also a guest in someone else's home like that's how you live depressed in your own home that's not how you live depressed in someone else's home yeah no uh yeah she's (laughs) really not a good guest very inconsiderate very inconsiderate todd comes back and is like oh you're back well i'm going to leave to go on the giggle ship Mm-hmm. The comedy cruise line that People Magazine once called a comedy cruise line. Hey, that's something. Yeah. So Todd asks Bojack if he remembers his first morning living at Bojack's house. And Bojack says, I don't remember anything except how much I hate Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Which is a bad take. I actually like Moulin Rouge a lot. What's to hate about Moulin Rouge? Yeah. No, I mean, you got me. Explain yourself, Bojack. <laughs> sea wench. <laughs> 
Explain yourself, sea witch. <laughs> I think it's sea witches and land mm. wenches. Yeah, I like that better. I think it. I think that's the delineation. Those are yeah. actually the two genders. <laughs> witches and wenches. Witches and wenches. Incredible. Uh, so Tata is like my first morning here I was so grateful that you let me stay over so I made pancakes and you kept eating the pancakes so I kept making the pancakes and then you got mad at me for eating too many pancakes and then you had a nap and then when you woke up you thanked me and then you told me to leave Bojack's like I don't remember any of that and Todd's like well I'm leaving but we had some good times though right did we that's the meanest thing to say to anyone so mean brutal and Todd is of course with his nice face Mm-hmm. says well take care i hope you can find a way to be happy and he leaves yeah. and this is one of them one of a couple moments in the episode where bojack goes to like say one last thing to someone and then they're just gone yeah he needs to start saying these things while people are still present you a little less hesitation bojack you would think so todd is on the giggle ship with copernicus and is seeing all of the perks and how much people pay to be there and he's like wow we must all make a lot of money <laughs> But no, he gets paid an experience and stage time, which is almost more valuable than money. In a way. In a way. He's got like this terrible room that just has like a crappy old mattress in it. And he's like, you can use improv to make this room anything you want. It's a mattress and a bucket to shit in. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, Let's not miss that part. <laughs> it's That's the whole room. And yeah, he's like, you can improv it into anything you want. Like my room is the same, but I improv it into a room with all this booty. Yeah. <laughs> opportunity for another booty joke and not that kind of booty and yeah. i love how todd goes you are the master of spontaneous witticisms so good <laughs> oh todd oh todd oh brian <laughs> speaking of whom speaking of whom brian refused to clean the floors and he's getting dragged away by the guards yeah, he looks like he's in very, very bad shape. He's been clearly beaten up very badly. He's been kept in, in jail on the giggle ship. Mm-hmm. He, it is not a good experience for him. It has been a punishment. Yeah, he's like being dragged away and they're still like, oh, Brian. So like, listen, they're in a cult, okay? Call your dad. Definitely, yep. And Todd's like, listen, I'm just going to go talk to Copernicus. And I'm going to sort it all out. So he goes to Copernicus's room, and it's true. Copernicus has a room that looks the same as everyone else's shitty room. But there is a tunnel from that room to a nicer room, and it's an absolutely extravagant room, and he has a book of butt jokes because he is a fraud. Yes, yes, exactly. Copernicus catches Todd with the book. He's like, normally I'd make a perfectly timed butt joke, but as you can see, I don't have my book. He says, guards, take this subversive to the yes and room. (laughs) God. So yeah, bad bad things happening on the cruise. But Todd says he's gonna give it three stars because he has very mixed feelings. <laughs> yes, three I stars. <laughs> I don't understand the mixed feelings. No, they should be quite negative. I think. Like, but okay, Todd. Todd just really sees the best in everyone, and I don't think that that's necessarily a, a bad thing. Yeah, he was happy about the mattress because he's no longer sleeping on a couch. So. But that mattress looked way worse than the couch. Definitely. Yeah, Bojack got a new couch. Yeah, literally 11 episodes ago, and he's been gone for two months. So, like, yeah. I'm sure that couch is still very comfy. I'm sure, yeah. But wait, where's Diane been sleeping? Is she sleeping on the couch now? Where is Todd sleeping? Is there a guest room? Who is in yeah, it? Yeah, maybe she's allowed to use the guest room. See, that that makes me so mad. <laughs> Seems like often she's just sleeping on the deck. If Diane automatically got guest room capabilities, but I guess maybe she's just sleeping on the deck. That's true. Okay, so we jump back to Bojack, and he is at the premiere of the movie, and it ends with Secretariat, like, holding a newborn baby. Now he's going to win the race of life. 
Yeah. The movie is dedicated to Deborah's old face. And Corduroy Jackson Jackson. Yes. Yes. But yeah, even I caught that it was Deborah's old face. <laughs> and so and the movie is great. And Bojack gets introduced to Anna Spanakopita. Yes. Do you Ooh. like Hispanicopita? I don't really like Greek food. Ooh. I wondered if you might like that because like, you know, spinach and cheese, but. I, and I don't really like either of those things. Yeah, yeah. I guess probably not for you then. <laughs> so not for me. My mom loved Spanakopita, though. Mm-hmm. Like loved it. I I think it was like her biggest disappointment that I don't really like Greek food. <laughs> I really like it too. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad for you. <laughs> but Anna Spanakopita is voiced by Angela Bassett, much too famous to to voice her own self. Yes, and therefore has to have a character <laughs> has to be a character there you go be a character i'm trying to think what's the most like what do i know her for the most Good she's because she's been in everything yeah she's famous enough that she has an entire wikipedia page just for her filmography which means she's been in a lot of shit she's been in a lot of shit yeah she's in black panther she voiced michelle obama on the simpsons oh <laughs> they couldn't get the real michelle obama shocking i'm floored by that truly shocking i love picking out the things that are like not that famous like curious george three back to the jungle (laughs) i think i know her most from bojack horseman which is not good because this is like a genuinely famous person i well she's been in several seasons of american horror story yeah because ryan murphy loves her she's also 911 another ryan murphy show i don't know that show I've never watched it, but I know my allegory watches it. <laughs> oh, she did a voice in Soul. I haven't watched Soul yet, but I heard it's really good. I just watched it probably like three weeks ago, and it was very good. Angela Bassett, incredible. I should. I feel like I should know her more. Like she's so famous. Like why? Yeah. Do, why don't I know her better? Who else did we already not know? Leif Schreiber. We're not doing well on our IMDb game this time. I mean, we never do. <laughs> we never do. We never do. So I don't think that we should be expected to suddenly know who people are. (laughs) But yes, so Anna Spanakopita is like big, big fan. And he's like, oh, thanks. She's like, no, you will be a big fan of me because I'm going to win you an Oscar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Lenny is basically just like to smile and collect your trophies. Like it doesn't even matter that you technically are not even in this movie. I mean, technically he is in the movie in the technical sense. It's his likeness. Anna asks if Bojack has a weird, any weird history with Calaripa that she needs to know about. And Bojack gets, says, no. Well, define weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get interrupted by the grocery store dogs. Yeah, yeah. Who they think he was great. <laughs> loved his performance. Yeah, everybody loves you. And Bojack's like, no, they don't even know me. Yes. And so Anna goes on like kind of rant, not rant, like explains how like, People are going to want to know you and then they're going to get to know you and then they reach like a certain point where they know you like too well and then they won't like you anymore. Like about how it's like a a balancing act, basically. Mm -hmm. They're eventually going to find you weird and off-putting. Yes. And Project says, are you saying that no one who knows me could really love me? And he's like, she's like, not no no one. (laughs) Of course not. So then he leaves. He leaves the scene. He gets on his boat and he is in the ocean driving up to the giggle ship because he's coming for Todd. Mm -hmm. He's going after him. I love this. I like loved it so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a great moment. So he like busts into the 
giggle ship and Todd like doesn't remember anything I guess yeah, so brainwashed he went into the yes and room and I think it worked very well because yeah. they're out there they're doing Im- improvisation Mm-hmm. And they're like, time for one more suggestion. And Bojack's like, Todd, I have a suggestion. I'm getting you out of here. And Todd's like, what? Yeah, I can't leave. I have to take suggestions. And Bojack says, well, here's a suggestion. Your name is Todd. You're 24. You live on my couch and you've always seen the best of me. You belong uh, with me. Also, Todd is 24. He's so young. Yeah, he's a baby. He's been a baby. Yeah. I don't think I realized quite how much of a baby he was. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about this before. About his age? Yeah, but I don't know if we knew exactly how old he was. I don't know. It all blends together. I think aliens impact this podcast as well. (laughs) Definitely, yes. Definitely aliens. But Todd takes the suggestion and they burst out of the room and they're running and they're running. And then the guards stop and say that they can't get out because they have improv guns. (laughs) I love this whole sequence because they're taking it so seriously and Bojack's just like, but... there's Bojack's literally like, nothing is, happening to you. This is so stupid. And Todd says, if you die in an improv, you die in real life. <laughs> I love that. Because the guards have been like, we have a strangling machine. And it's like, Todd's getting strangled. And then Bojack goes, okay, well, I guess I have a guard killing machine. Beep boop. <laughs> Stop. I have a wife and family. They're improvised, but I love them very much. <laughs> so then he frees Todd of the strangling machine and they run off. They're, they're going down the ladder into the escape from LA mm-hmm. and Copernicus shows up with like the two original improv people that Todd had met and is like where are you going Todd's like I'm leaving with my friend improv is fun but not to this extent and I'm leaving with my friend you guys are really into improv they are very into improv <laughs> and then Copernicus kind of goes on a rant of like all of the bad things Bojack has ever done to Todd being like is that really your friend like just like doing that culty thing of using anything you've shared against you to keep you with the the fold yeah I think it's interesting that he knows about the rock opera like that Todd has told him that I think Todd's probably told him everything because he's in a cult yeah. Yeah, seems that way. It's like how cults do like the blackmail-y thing. And Todd says, it's more complicated than that. And Copernicus is like, is it? Yeah, he does a pretty good job of like making Todd reconsider. Yeah, because he's a cult leader. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, he's very good at what he does. (laughs) Like, there's a reason why he's a level nine improver. True. But Bojack brings up the memory of his first morning with Todd. And he says, it was hash browns, not pancakes. He kept making me hash browns. Then I ate too many hash browns and I puked in the pool, which made you puke in the pool. And you said that you were going to clean it up. And Todd goes, well, did I clean it up? And he says, no, I had to get the pool cleaner to come. And he (laughs) says, I remember because you said, thank you for letting me stay here. I don't have anywhere else to go. And I remember that because I felt good about myself and I don't often feel good about myself. Letting you stay with me is the best thing I've ever done on purpose beautiful absolutely stunning and copernicus says if that's all made up like that's some of the best improv i've ever seen like game recognizes game yeah (laughs) so good Uh, yeah and bojack correctly says like i don't think i've ever told you that but i should have like yes you should have but it's good that you don't good that you told him now good that you finally didn't save him from a cult thank you for doing that yeah todd asks bojack why he has a boat and bojack says i can't remember yeah who knows (laughs) So while he is on the boat, he gets a call from Princess Carolyn. He still has not replaced his phone that he smashed. Mm-hmm. And Hello, Prince. <laughs> Hello, Prince. <laughs> and so Princess Carolyn brings up that she's moving offices, that that playwright in New York really wants to talk with him. She used to be a writer on his show, not 
horsing around the other show, mm-hmm. which I think is the first we've heard of any other show. I think so, yes. And she asks if he wants Herb Kazaz's ashes mm-hmm. because she doesn't really know what to do with them. Yeah. And, and then Stuart breaks Stuart the urn. Stuart breaks the urn and Princess Carolyn says, well, I don't know why I brought you with me. It's a fair question. I mean, I think that, like, at her core, Princess Carolyn is such a kind, caring person, and she doesn't give up on people. Like, yeah, true. she never gave up on Bojack when he literally just took up all of her time and made her no money. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't get, she does not give up on people. Yeah, that's a good point. She's and, a very uh, nurturing yeah. woman. Yeah, good for Princess Carolyn. She's a better woman than I. <laughs> and I. But I love that she knew when to give up on Rutabaga. Yes, agreed. So Todd and Bojack bring Herb's ashes to the orphanage, which has been renamed the Herb Kazaz Orphanage, except there was a tragic typo, so everything (laughs) says Jerb Kazaz. Yeah, (laughs) there was a typo in the email that Bojack sent. And Todd says, Herb would probably think it's funny that you couldn't even get this right. Yeah, I also really loved, and I mean, you don't like Mediterranean food, but (laughs) when Todd's like, Jerb Kazaz sounds like something you'd get at a Mediterranean restaurant, but you wouldn't finish it. And the waiter would say, you want me to box up this Jerb Kazaz? And you'd say, "Mm, no. (laughs) And then they go for Mediterranean food. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and Bojack correctly notes, I agree with this, like, her probably would find this very funny. I think he would. I think he would laugh at this. Yeah. So at the end of the episode, the other thing is that Anna Spanakopita had mentioned to Bojack that he should like start running again and like be getting fit for this award mm-hmm. season. And so at the end of the episode, Bojack is running again and he's running up that hill outside of his house and yeah. he's complaining the whole time. Running is terrible. Everything is the worst. But he actually runs to the top of the hill for the first time yeah. ever. He makes it. Which to me indicates that his like two months spent in New Mexico, he like actually kind of was living like a healthier life. Mm-hmm. And it improved his health a little bit. That's a good point. And he lays down on the ground. And then the guy who we see running at the start of pretty much every episode leans over him and says, it gets easier. Every day it gets easier. The hard part is doing it every day. You got to do it every day. But it does get easier. And Bojack says, okay. Yeah. And, and then season ends. Season two. <laughs> yeah. I know, I think we said this last week, but this this has gone so fast. I can't believe we're done season two already. I cannot believe that we are done season two of BoJack. Season two is good. So good. Yeah, I agree. I really, really enjoy season two. It kind of ends on like a more positive note, which is a, a new thing for BoJack. Agreed. Yeah. It's like, it's going to get easier. You just got to keep working at it. And he's like, all right, I guess that's what I'm going to do. Because it's like season one ends and it's like, he says that he's gonna like get his shit together for secretariat but we don't see him try at all at the end of season one and then at the start of season two you can tell he he has done nothing to prepare and change his life and this one he actually has started running and his his health has improved over the course of the season yeah and the last one he's got like all those stupid mantras and like throws out all of his old shit and gets the new couch and stuff but yeah well that was the premiere of season two premiere yeah true yeah and now like at the end of a full season he's ready to actually make a change is how it seems Mm-hmm. So, guess we'll find out. I, we'll <laughs> find out. <laughs> did we get any feedback on this? Yes, we sure did. Okay. So, first of all, we have some old business to attend to. Okay. So, this is from Ariel, who says, 
Yes, and, so going back to episode 10, Yes, and is a great episode, and all the times I've watched it, there was never not a time when I wasn't impressed by what they do with Diane's character. Basically, they turn her into Bojack. It reaffirms that the show is truly interested in making nuanced character arcs and delving into the dark parts of their psyche. So that's good. And he says, Diane's app ideas are all hilarious. True. And then... In Escape from L.A., which is infamous for other more obvious reasons, it's a ticking time bomb the whole time on any rewatch, and it takes such a horribly upsetting turn. Charlotte rightfully drops one of the few F-bombs that exist on the show. As much as it kind of started in season one, in my mind, this is the beginning of the heartbreaking, awful, second-to-last episode streak that the show continues. Game of Thrones, eat your effing heart out. (laughs) I mean, Game of Thrones couldn't stick the landing, so sucky Game of Thrones. Indeed. And then we have a really good one from Esmeralda. She also put this on the Google form, but she attached some photos. So I will also get you to look at those. But so it says the subject line is, let's talk about Todd's face. Actually, it says surfs up. Let's talk about Todd's face. (laughs) So she says, I've been listening along. You're doing a great job. Love the seemingly unrelated tangents. So that's great. But she says, I wanted to share some information I learned from the book Bojack Horseman, The Art Before the Horse, which you may have heard of, but maybe not because you haven't made any references to it. I have definitely never heard of this. I'm guessing you okay. also have not heard of this. <laughs> but so it walks you through the development and creative process. It's like watching Bojack become Bojack from inception. You two often refer to how Kelsey Janning loves Todd's face. And I wonder if that was the creative team's way of patting themselves on the back for finding the right design for Todd, or just trying to reassure themselves that they did choose the right Todd. According to the book, Todd's design proved difficult to settle on and required many sketches. And then Todd's design in the pilot was still only half-baked and was one of the main reasons why the pilot footage had to be redone when season one was ordered from Netflix. Todd's final, fully-baked design still retained a lot of the attitude from all the concept drawings, but with a simpler, more childlike face with less jaw, nose, and brow definition. By contrast, Princess Carolyn sprung almost fully formed from Lisa's pencil. She attached a bunch of photos. Do you want to just like log into the email or yeah, should I I'm, send it to you? I'm working on it. Give me a second. Okay. So these, there are some truly shocking photos that she has attached. I think we will probably um, tweet them out or something. Moment. Um, we can we can tweet them out. We could tweet them out. Okay. I've opened the email. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's so many and they're all truly shocking. <laughs> oh, he starts out so creepy. So creepy. Oh, yes. they did. I think making him younger and yeah. was a very good idea. I agree. If you scroll all the way down to the last photo, that's, yeah, hard to imagine this as Todd. I'd rather be dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they chose the right one. They they yeah. got it right. This Todd does not look like someone where I'd be like, get this guy a cookie. This Todd looks like someone where I'd be like, I'm gonna give you my spare change because i'm worried about you (laughs) yeah so that's all we have by way of feedback i don't think we have any new reviews but we did get a couple more ratings so thank you to those people thank you to those people next up leave a review we've like it's been busy on the twitter streets yes i just i decided i'm gonna start i'm gonna start tweeting out some questions from time to time Mm -hmm. and yesterday i decided to tweet out asking if you could get a drink with any BoJack character, who would you choose? I personally am torn between Princess Carolyn and Todd. I think those are good choices. I would probably pick Princess Carolyn. I think because it's like Princess Carolyn, I think you'd have a fun night with. But with Todd, it would end up an adventure. True. Yes, and it's very like, true. I'm a Sagittarius. I want to have adventures. Um, I'm a Pisces and I don't know what that says about me. But I am a <laughs> type one and that means I don't like fun. <laughs> I, I don't. I like structure. <laughs> I don't want your spontaneous adventures. The spontaneous, no, but you like fun. You just, it needs to be planned. A couple of people said Vincent Adultman, and I said that is deeply (laughs) illegal, but people are saying he's an adult, and uh, Dave said it's true. I used to work with him down at the business factory. Oh, my God. 
Sarah says Mia McKibben, which I think is a good one. That's a very good pick. Jules agrees and says Todd because he seems like someone who can get along with anyone. Jonathan said Todd or Mr. Peanut Butter. Oh, Mr. Peanut Butter is interesting. I feel like that would not be my pick, but probably fun. You'd get to meet Erica. <laughs> Ariel says that Princess Carolyn would have great stories, but Mr. Peanut Butter is a dark horse answer. Huh. Because he starts off sweet and fun, but then gets more dark and self-reflective. There you go. Good answers. Got good answers. Tim says definitely Diane because Vincent Adultman was already taken. But yeah, it's been, we've been active over on Twitter at Bojack Horsepod. So everybody, everybody come check us out on Twitter. Have some fun with us. Yeah. I don't think there's anything we need to add to the bad stuff this week. Bojack was pretty well behaved. Bojack saved his friend from a cult. Yeah. He he founded an orphanage. He didn't take his money away from it. Yeah, true. (laughs) He brought the urn. He brought the urn. Gerb Kazaz. It's all good stuff this week. Like, not a not a bad shout for, for Bojack this time. And then, yeah, no one had any questions about this episode because I think it's like, no, no, it's a great episode. <laughs> and certainly not that we've very quickly accelerated our recording schedule. Yeah, certainly not. That has that, had no impact. That could have nothing to do with it. Yeah, and I think I think that's it for this episode. Do you have any anything else you want to add? That's it. Okay, well, again, please join the conversation. You can email us, bojackhorsepod at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at bojackhorsepod. Of course, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. Please do that. It's the easiest way to help out more people find our show so we really appreciate that you can catch more from Lindsay on the simpsons then and now a simpsons podcast looking at one old and one new episode of the simpsons mm-hmm. and you can catch me probably doing podcasts but also um on all social media at kirsten said what and twitch.tv slash kirsten said what Nailed it. Another season down in the books. Another season is in the books and we will be back next week to talk about season three, episode one of Bojack Horseman. Start spreading the news. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.